A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a new thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the new thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is new thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we're going to talk today about abundance, prosperity, and all that good stuff. Okay. Abundance and prosperity, which are very interesting topics, especially for people who are interested in creating new experiences of prosperity in this year abundant universe. It's also one of the things that gives new thought a bad rap, but I will let you frame the question or the topic, and then I will diverge appropriately. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you said that it gives New Thought a bad rap, because I actually thought it was one of the things that made New Thought quite interesting in the explanation and the understanding of it. So to me, it straightens out a lot of things that are normally not understood. For example, in the traditional church, Name It and Claim It had its time, and it quickly got a bad rap, quickly fell into a kind of disrespect type thing. So, you know, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Explain a little bit. Okay. So back in, and we were talking earlier, you were talking about back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I was not spiritual in the 80s, or if I was, I didn't know it. Well, yeah, what you were talking about in the 80s, they were a game. And I thought oh, my mind is going back a little further than that, <laughs> maybe 70s-ish. Anyway, it was like a name it and claim it period where everybody was talking about name it and claim it. And to me, these cliches roll through the church without very much explanation. And then it's misunderstood and taken out of context. And then everybody gets pissed off and says, well, <laughs> like, you don't want to get involved in that, you know, and so name it and claim it was one of those deals, you know, I'm going to get involved in that. And I thought, you know, could we kind of understand these cliches that come through here? And because they may have some roots elsewhere that make sense. But hey, who am I, right? I'm just like, a sister from West Philly preaching, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have set us up for quite a wide-ranging conversation. So let's start with principle. And the principle is that this is an infinite universe. And that is what abundance is. There are billions of galaxies. Each of them has billions of stars, solar systems. And those have planets. And those planets have whatever it is that the planets have on them. Just here on this one planet Earth, there are billions of human beings and billions of billions of other creatures. And we can't count the leaves on the trees in any one of the forests. And there are lots of forests. So it is that level of abundance of infinite, rich abundance of this, this every, everything, everywhereness. It is an abundant universe. And the reason that's important is because 
when we get into a practical prayer, the first step is to recognize that aspect of the infinite. In this case, it's abundance. And the second thing we do, step number two, is we declare our unity with it. Because everything is created by the one, and everything includes me and you and everybody else. All of everything that's true anywhere is true everywhere and is true of us. So that infinite abundance is available to you and me right here, right now, and always. I don't have to say I am abundant because that's my nature. We have different times when we're experiencing lack or sufficiency, where we're having poverty or prosperity. And so what we get to do is knowing it's an infinitely abundant universe and it can provide any resource that's required in any circumstance or situation, I can claim prosperity because it is not possible that an infinite creative power that can create galaxies cannot come up with another leaf for my tree, cannot possibly grow a tomato in my plot of soil and can't allow the pieces to come together so that I can pay the mortgage the first of the month. So we acknowledge that infinite abundance and then we declare our experience of prosperity and enoughness and supply and sufficiency along with it. So that's the relationship between prosperity and abundance. Abundance is a nature of the infinite and prosperity is our experience of that abundant nature. And usually it's in our financial affairs. And I really appreciate that you gave that, which seems to be background. It's like foundational understanding of abundance, because we know that we would all agree with you that it's an abundant universe. It's like plenty everywhere. And, you know, like the apples have a bunch of seeds and you put a seed, you get a whole grove of trees and all that. I mean, however you look at it, whatever example you give, it's a lot. It's more it's than enough. It's more than enough. What happens when you don't experience that abundance, and you said like the prosperity is the experience of the abundance, when you don't experience it, then you got to wonder, you start asking yourself some questions like, why am I not experiencing this? Why is it not manifesting or showing or demonstrating or happening in my life? You know, what's wrong? It's like, that's all out there. So you got to come up with some reasons why it's not happening. <laughs> and and that's, I think, that's where the whole thing starts to go kaflooey, because if it's all there, it's God, it's good, then if it's not reaching me, there must be a reason. And so, you know, I got to have an understanding of why, why somebody else gets it and why I don't. And so you see where I'm going with this? You're going to, I'm oh, bad. Yeah. I've oh, done yeah. something wrong and there's a whole that's bunch right. of- God is- punishing me. Yes, yes. And I'm trying not to use the S word, sin. Sin. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we know what the S word is. I'm trying not to use that because that's a whole nother discussion. But there must be something that's keeping me from the abundance that's there. Okay. Well, I'm going to tag you with that one. We're going to go right for the S word, sin, because that is so charged. Sin is that for which we are being punished something that God wanted us to do that we like didn't get the message that, or we ignored the message or we flouted the message and we did it wrong and should have known better. And now God's punishing us. Except sin is a term that actually came from archery. So when an archer pulled back the bow and they let loose the arrow, they're aiming for the middle of the target. And when it doesn't hit the middle of the target, in archery, they call that a sin. Sin is missing the mark. Okay, 
in a game of name it and claim it, if in fact we are always claiming what we're naming, the sin, the missing the mark, is naming something that we don't want. Because in an infinitely abundant universe, there is the infinite abundant possibility of experiencing lavish prosperity, and there's also the possibility of experiencing poverty, lack or enoughness. It's not that the universe doesn't have enough, it's just that there's not a sufficiency for what I had in mind. What that generally means is that I was aiming somewhere else. I was aiming too low. I didn't believe that I deserved that much money. I didn't believe that I could live in comfort. The sin is my thought. And sometimes it's buried so deep down that we don't know that it's there. Why don't I have enough money? My family didn't have enough money growing up. Their families growing up didn't have enough money. Well, okay, that's baked in three generations of there's not enough. And if I'm taught that there's not enough, and I say, I want to have plenty, my operative belief is that in my family, there's not enough. And then there's not enough. Because that infinite creative power that has an infinite abundance of all responses is saying, yes, you get poverty. <laughs> okay, but on the other side, the abundance isn't forced on you. you no. Know, like it's all there. So just like poverty isn't forced on us, neither is the abundance. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. This is an infinite universe. And if you had everything, to paraphrase the great philosopher and stand-up comedian Stephen Wright, if you had everything, where would you put it? <sighs> if somebody were to hand you a solar system, what the heck would you do with that? And that's only one solar system from billions in one galaxy, and there are billions of those. So it's not like there isn't a solar system that could just be for you. But where would you put it? What would you do with it? It would be very inconvenient to have that much abundance that you now have to deal with. So we're not looking for all there is. We're looking for enough for us. Yeah. So our understanding has to begin with there's all there is. There's a whole bunch. There's enough. Mm -hmm. There's more than enough. And I can have my portion, whatever that might be. But it doesn't depend on what I have done. It depends on what I think and what and you believe what, and what I believe. Yeah. 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 So if I believe that I don't deserve it or there's a problem there, that doesn't deny that there's problems. Like we all have problems, right? We all, let's just go with that for a second, right? Let's say we all got crap with us. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, right? I believe yeah. that. Okay. I think that I'm just going to throw this out there. And so that when people look at other people and say they have crap with them, well, you know, we all do. It's just that nobody knows your crap right now. So, you, you know, you got to be careful, right? So, so it's not because of the, crap that we have with us that blocks the abundance is our interpretation or, or our relationship in our thoughts in terms of who we are in relationship to that abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Is there an amount of money or a size of a house or estate or property or something where if you got past that level, you feel that it's too much? too ostentatious. I don't need that much. It's unnecessary for me. 
And you're asking me that directly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, I've been in that situation, and I said, well, you know, I really don't need all that. Right. I'm not interested in all that. Do you want a private jet? Do you want no. two? No. Do you want a fleet of 10 of them? At some point, it's like, oh, I don't know. No, 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 I don't need that. That's just got nothing to do with my life or my lifestyle, and I don't want the distractions of having to deal with that. Well, that's whittling down an infinite universe pretty narrowly, that I don't even necessarily want a second private jet. That's <laughs> leaving a lot of stuff on the table. And that's okay. We are free to choose. And this is a mental exercise that I'm doing now because nobody has offered me a private jet. And I don't really have to go through the details of what owning a private jet would be all about. But the process is happening all the time because with that infinitely abundant universe available, the parts that we wind up having dominion over or having involvement in are completely based on our thoughts and beliefs, mostly our beliefs. So then our abundance or lack thereof. Our experience of abundance. Yes, yes. Our experience of abundance or the lack thereof. And the lack thereof piece is the part that people are concerned about because they're saying, I don't have. It has nothing to do with anything except for what you think or how you think. Yeah, it's what you believe. Because I can think I want to have a fleet of private jets, but if I don't believe that I'm going to embody those private jets, then the universe says yes to my belief that I don't need the private jets, and I continue to sit here with just a car. Okay. So then it's (laughs) it's up to us to (laughs) intelligently figure out what it is we actually want. Yes? Yeah. There's a really good technique that we can use to determine what it is that we believe we deserve. Let's take a break and come back and talk about our deservability. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call. With Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today, and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and let's go. Okay. Well, before the break, we were discussing how you can tell what you believe. Because if I am having an experience of lack, where, and a lot of times we talk about it in terms of prosperity, but it could be in terms of relationship. I'm not feeling loved, or it could be in terms of health. I'm not feeling well, or writer's block. I'm not feeling creative. 
if I'm dealing with some experience of lack and I want to know where it came from, it's because I have a belief somehow in the lack that I'm experiencing. For some reason, there is something buried deep down that doesn't believe that I deserve it, that doesn't believe that I can have it, that doesn't believe that this good that I say I want is available to me. And the infinite creative law that creates everything says yes. And it says yes to that belief. Even if it's a false belief, it's something that we believe that's not true. If it's a hidden belief, we don't know that we believe it. That's what's operative. And so if I'm looking at my life, I'm not experiencing abundance or prosperity in the way that I want to. There's something in my belief system. There's something in my consciousness that is keeping me from that. And it'd be lovely to blame God for putting the wrong thought in there. But, you know, we're all on our own path. Mm. That's pretty strong, you know, to say that we are responsible. That can be a rather new concept or an idea for some. I think that's the scary one in new thought. Well, I think once you get the hang of it, (laughs) (laughs) and then it depends on, you know, what kind of spirit you have, right? You know, like I personally really love the idea that I'm responsible. I don't like the idea of blaming God because then if I blame God, then I got to figure out what's wrong with me. Then the conversation's over because then I can tell you what's wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) Alienated God again. Yeah, you know, so I think it makes more sense to me since I remember in Genesis, you know, God gave us dominion or gave man and woman dominion over everything. So listen, you're in charge, be in charge. And that means laying it all out and evaluating all the information that you have and make a decision from there. I think it's easy to say we don't deserve. That's easy, you know, because then there it is. Like who deserves anything really, or we deserve everything, depending on how you look at it, right? A lot of times people are much more comfortable giving a gift than receiving a gift, especially if it's a big gift. Oh no, I couldn't possibly, oh, even compliments. People duck compliments. Well, if we're willing to duck a compliment of somebody saying that we look pretty, or that we did a good job with something. If we're willing to duck that, imagine what we're willing to duck when it comes to something that's, quote, important. Yeah, but listen, I can take a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have no problem with compliments, especially since I'm 68, right? Anybody got a compliment for me, I'm taking it. I'm not, you know, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. But I take it for what it's worth. But then you don't think about that as deserving anything. It's just like gratitude, right? But it's not about deserving. Mm -hmm. It's just about being. About accepting, yeah. And the only deservedness part of it, now that's the right word the way you say it, but is just being who we are. Like I have three great kids, you know, I love them. They're weird like their mother and just really, you know, and sometimes I get mad at them. They probably get mad at me, but there isn't anything I would deny them. They -hmm. don't deserve anything. They are everything. (laughs) They are everything. They deserve everything that I, you know, can give them. And I figure like God might be the same way. Yep. God is the same way. And God has infinite resource, infinite abundance to say yes with, you know, because if one of your kids came saying that they want a fleet of executive jets, you'd have to pause. It's like, hmm, that's going to take a while. 
Yeah, I go into figure though, right? right? Okay, so now let's figure out how we can get what you want. You show you really need this, but if you do exactly, and you that. start negotiating, do you really do you really need six Gulfstream jets? Can we just like get a ride on one and see if we get it out of our system? <laughs> so yeah, and in that regard, I just am so glad that we're discussing this because you can get stuck in the abundance and prosperity, the the place in between, and come up with some really false reasons why the prosperity isn't flowing. There are probably even more, but it's based, I think, on basically what you said. Florence Scovel Shen, I'm reading, this is Women's History Month, and so I'm doing some things with some of the great women in New Thought. And she talks about having things by divine right. And when I first read that, you know, I'm a word person, right? I'm going to dig out every, I take every single word apart. And she's like, divine right. So what does that mean? It's mine by divine right. Right means justice and fairness. And, you know, well, maybe I don't, do, listen, I don't think it, divine right means what is rightfully mine. Mm-hmm. And if I have this connection with the infinite that, you know, Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni says I have, then it's mine by divine right. Absolutely. And as long as I'm not like trying to do anything negative with it, if it's helping me and others around, is that fair? You can want that wonderful stuff for negative, nefarious purposes. You can want, you know, weapons to injure your neighbors. And because of the nature of the universe, what tends to happen is when we use the laws, the creative laws of the universe, to create something that's going to cause harm to someone else, it generally will cause harm to us first. You know, when we're doing prayer for somebody else, the first two steps are the same. There is one infinite creative power that creates everything that has created me. I am using that same creative power to create my life. And so is Joan. And the good that I'm claiming for Joan, I'm now claiming for Joan and for me. And if what I'm claiming is not good for Joan, it's going to be not good for me too, because there's only one. That's another part of the retraining your thoughts beyond the level of self, Mm -hmm. you know, which is, we don't want to skip over that part. You brought it up now, but sometimes I think that can be skipped over. It's not just because we're not in this by ourselves. We're in this all together, everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now to have something by divine right, by divine appointment, that's actually, it mentions that in scripture. It is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It does not say a little portion of the kingdom. You can have the guest house in the kingdom. (laughs) You can have some of the leftovers in the kingdom. It's all of it. It is all yours. It is all everyone's by divine appointment. There is no external limitation as to what we can embody or express or the channel that can flow through us to bring that goodness about. Mm-hmm. This made me think about when you brought that up, it's ours, it's everybody's, we're all in this, you know, together. I have worked alone a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wonderful office. I always have. You know, wherever I went, always my office got set up beautifully first. And here's the thing. 
Like whatever goes on in my office, whatever I think of, it's perfect. Everything is right. You cross that threshold. <laughs> you kidding me? I agree with everything I say in this office. It's when I go outside or take the thought outside, it gets a little shaky <laughs> because now I have to take into account somebody else's opinion or thought if I choose to. Well, even if you're not taking it into account, that still might be there. It may be there, but I don't know anything about it. I don't care anything about it. But let me finish telling my story. <laughs> okay. I don't care. I didn't care at one point. But then I started thinking that I'm not the only one in this whatever it is alone. So I got to allow myself to hear other voices. That can be a little threatening, you know, and I know you're thinking about the control freak, right? Control freaks don't want to hear nobody else's voice. But if you, <laughs> if, you, if you are really interested in this being for the good of everybody and everybody, yourself included, and, you know, we're all in this kingdom, I had to personally learn how to take what happens in this office, thoughts, plans, whatever, and allow other people to have a listen, you know, and mm -hmm. think about what people said and blah, blah. And once you do that, things open up in a very different way. So now I laugh, right? Whatever goes on in here, I agree with. It's 100% right now. It's after I leave here. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes different. But it's almost a joy to take things outside of my own space because, you know, if it's just with me, that's cool for a while, but then I get bored with it myself, right? So I have to allow other people. It's a kingdom thing. It's all a kingdom thing. Yeah. And you can go and plant some tomato seeds. You know that you're going to get tomatoes, but you don't know how tall the vines are going to be or how many tomatoes you're going to get, whether it's going to be in July or in August. So there's always some new information and some new experience that comes along in the unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you a story about those tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I lived, I had a garden one time. I never grew anything before. So I grew some tomatoes. It was so many tomatoes. It was ridiculous. I had baskets and baskets of tomatoes. I would sit out front because people would, you know, listen, take them, please. I had no idea that that kind of abundance would come out of <laughs> <laughs> so, And they kept coming and coming, like the whole season. Every time I got up, there were more and more tomatoes. But isn't that the same as the manifestation or the demonstration or the evidence Absolutely. of God's, you know, in our life? I often think about those tomatoes. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks. You're sense. welcome. Now, at the very top of the uh, podcast, I mentioned that New Thought sometimes gets a bad rap. So let us take a break. And when we come back, I will explain the bad rap and we'll do a prayer in counter to it. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. 
The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Now you said that New Thought gets a bad rap because of name it and claim it. So why is that? It is when people first learn to use this principle to be able to do a practical prayer to create a new result in their life, it can be perceived as spirituality in the key of me. It's all about getting stuff for myself. And the important thing to remember is that that is a step along the way, because if we can't fill our own cup, then we can't fill anybody else's cup. You know, starving people make very poor philanthropists by and large. So what we want to do is make sure that there is enough for each of us. And some people get stuck there. Some people get in so that they can manifest something wonderful and you know, get a wonderful income or a new job or a relationship, and they stop. And instead of proceeding along and getting into the fullness of this teaching and all of the implications that it has, they stop there. And so the bad rap is that this is a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a shortcut to prosperity. And that's just the first step on the path. Yeah, I see that. I don't, really don't give too much respect to the bad rap stuff like that, because that's like anything else. You know, if you read the cliff notes, you're not going to get the whole thing. So <laughs> there's yeah, a reason and, they wrote the whole book. Yeah. You know what? You struck a nerve with me there because I just don't like the idea of bad raps when you haven't read the whole thing. You know, you read the headlines and you don't read the story and you got an opinion. Well, you know, you get what you get. But if you want to, and then why would a whole philosophy be built and survive? on something and you think you know the whole thing because you just got the headlines. Come on. You know what? That's like, I, you know. That's how the world works. Yeah. But you know what? And I guess I better get. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Stop. doesn't like the way the world works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's have the it's, world work different. <laughs> well, you know, we all have our buttons, you know, and that's what am I like try to. Here's what my dad used to tell me. And we're going to get to this prayer promise. But my dad used to say, you know, Carol. If you want to change the rules, he said, you want to break the rules? No problem. No problem. But find out what they're there for first, then figure out whether you want to break it. I never forgot that. He told me that was really small. So, you know, like go past the surface of things and see if there's something good in it that you can use. And there is, you know, otherwise, you know, you're throwing your own blessing aside if you're not taking time to see how it could work for you. Yep. It is possible to take the process of practical prayer and whittle it down to a prayer for just getting more stuff for me. And it's possible to whittle it down even further. So it's just affirmations. It's not even necessarily a spiritual practice, just claiming my good. I am prosperous. I have plenty of money to pay my bills. I have a hot babe on my arm, whatever. And just to do those affirmations. And that works until it stops working. Because if I'm able to convince myself 
that I have plenty of money, then the money will show up and it will continue to show up until my belief that I've hit the limit shows up. That's where it turns out to be very important to do this partnership with the infinite creative power that created everything. To acknowledge that it is not I, it's the father within who doeth the work. That infinite power that creates everything created me and is creating abundance and prosperity in my life now, because then we're partnered with the divine in making that happen. And we don't have to stop there that it's just for me. No, it's for me. It's for my family. It's for my community. It is for everyone involved. It's an infinitely abundant universe. We can all do better. Me doing better doesn't mean that somebody else has to do worse. A lot of classes we need to take, right? Yeah, well, there are some, there are some classes. And yeah. our foundational class is Beyond Limits, which is takes us through. This is not quick stop spirituality. It's not spirituality in the key of me. It's about getting into the flow. And before you get to the end of any of it, you wind up doing some forgiveness work because that's where all the false beliefs are hidden. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a philosophy of how to live your life. And again, you know, you got to read the story. It's like the headlines aren't enough. So I agree. Let's do a prayer for prosperity and abundance. And as we've described previously, prosperity is our personal experience of abundance and abundance is the nature of the universe. This is an infinitely abundant universe. There's one creative power that has created everything, everything, everywhere. Every galaxy, every star and every one of those galaxies, every planet around every one of those stars, everything on this planet Earth, every person, every creature, every molecule, every drop of water, it is all created by that one. It's created by that one sharing itself as its creation. Everything is that divine presence taking its own particular and specific form. Everything includes me and each person who is listening to this prayer. Everything means everything. It is not possible that God and that infinite abundance exists everywhere except for the three feet around me. I'm not that special. None of us is that special. So all of that good that's available anywhere is available everywhere. The experience of prosperity, of enoughness, of having plenty, of having the freedom and the peace of mind to not be concerned or worried about where the rent is going to come from or how we're going to pay for X, Y, or Z, or how we're going to make sure that there's enough. We can let go of all of that and settle into the sure knowing that this is an infinitely abundant universe and each of us is entitled to that experience of enoughness. It shows up as prosperity. It shows up as financial sufficiency. It shows up as plenty of time. It shows up as health and vitality. It shows up as love and connected relationships, whether it's to family members, our beloved romantic relationships with our colleagues and coworkers and friends, community. All of that goodness is available everywhere. And it's available to each of us right here and right now. So I claim it. I name it as that experience of prosperity and enoughness. And I claim it on behalf of each one who is listening to this prayer. And that infinite creative power that creates everything only has one answer. It says yes. So as we let loose our doubt, as we open ourselves up to this new experience, the answer is yes. And it's underway now. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for this good. I'm grateful for the stories. I'm grateful for the way that this is unfolding. 
I'm grateful to be able to speak this word of intention, of opening, of invitation, and release it into that creative law that creates everything. And to know without any question whatsoever that it is now creating this. It's underway now. And so it is. So it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org.